Our text today is Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, his, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, I don't know if you're like me, but what has been taking place as I have been out and about going to the shops and paying attention to people, or even as we begin to open up our homes and open up the times that we can be together, you have learned probably who are rule followers and who are rule breakers. So one of the things that you'll notice is that as you enter into a room and it's the first time that you've been with those folks that you've not seen in a while, there's an awkward little dance that takes place. There's this movement of towards and away from one another. This step saying, are they a hugger now? Are they, are they a fist bumper? Are they, a, are they a waver? Are they backing away just a little bit? We, we begin to look at one another and even in some sense suspiciously of what are they going to do and where are they going to be. And our confidence in our relationships with those people have waned because we just aren't sure what's going to take place. I, I'll be honest with you. That sounds like I'm never honest with you. Let me, let me rephrase that. I'm going to say a statement that is truthful and I say statements that are truthful most of the time. I love hugging. Uh, not as much as my dad loves hugging, but I love hugging. I'm a big bear hugger. I like to put both arms around. And, and so there have been moments where I've seen people and I've gone, because <laughs> I'm just not sure. And my confidence in engaging with them has changed. Maybe you've been to the shops as well and you've watched as people are walking by and you get to an aisle and you know you want to go this way. And there for a while, if you remember, there were arrows pointing different ways, telling you which way to go. I always thought the arrow pointing to me went, hey, you come this way. And so maybe that's not right. And so there's this, this arrow pointing and you kind of go into the aisle and somebody looks at you and, and, and you kind of walk past them. You're just not sure. Confidence. We're starting a sermon series called Back Together Again or Coming Together Again. We're, we're going to talk about what it means for us to actually be engaged in physical proximity with one another again. 
I've said a couple of times through this uh, COVID experience that our social muscles have atrophied. How we engage with people and the importance of what it means to be in community with one another has atrophied. It has gone down. And so it's important for us to go back to Scripture, to go back to the gospel, to go back to God's design, and for us to, in some sense, relearn and rediscover what it means for us to be together. But at the same time, I think that it'll be learning new for us as well. Because we're going to dig really deep into what it means to be called by God to be His people, as our call to worship said. But maybe the first place we need to start is confidence. Because in some sense, we can't get to a place where we are together, where we are living in and amongst one another, where we are sharing life and sharing space, unless we have confidence that we can enter into a place where God is. Unless we can come to see the God who is mighty and loving, the God who is steadfast in His love and pursuing us, the God who is creator and sustainer of this world, the God who knows all things before they happen, the God who walks with us in the midst of those things that we can't understand, that that God who seems so far off so often is someone who has invited us in And instead of walking down the aisle afraid to maybe get close to him, instead of not knowing for sure how he'll respond to my very appearance, we learned from this passage in Hebrews that there is a confidence that has been given to us to enter into the place where God resides. Look, it says, Therefore, Brothers and sisters, since you have confidence to enter into the holy place, he's saying since you have the ability, not just the ability, but the knowledge that I can do this. It's kind of like my children. We've tried to train them to knock on the door before they come into our room. And they do pretty good. But they have this confidence that they know my mom and dad love me. And even if I come in, Most of the time, they'll accept me. We come to the Father like a child and we don't even knock on the door. We just bust in. We come in because we have this confidence that why? Has been given to us through Jesus. You see, Jesus is God who has come to bring us to the place of entering in. It is through His body that we have been moved to the place of knowing there is nothing that separates me from the love of God, like we talked about in Romans a few weeks ago. And so we are at a place where we go, yes, through Christ I enter in. And not just enter in, it is because he is constantly interceding for me. Jesus is constantly telling the Father who I am. Not that the Father forgets who we are, but he goes to him and says, I'm the sacrifice for this one who's come in. Remember, Father, this is what I've done. And God says, yes, I know, I see. They have confidence. They should enter in. Even more so, they should come as close to me as possible. 
Now, we're fearful of that because we know that he's holy and he's mighty and he's worthy of praise. We're fearful of that because we know our own hearts and that we are quick to deceive ourselves and, and believe that we're the most important thing in the universe. But he says, no, look, this is what has taken place. I want you to draw near with a true heart in full assurance of your faith, a heart that has been cleaned from any evil consciousness and a body that's been washed, that you're pure inside and out, that you have been made holy inside and out by what God has done. So we have confidence to enter in because of what Jesus has done. And we know that our heart, yes, will turn on itself. But God says, I'm transforming and changing your heart so that you will see me and see others before you see yourself. That we go back to Jesus saying, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. That God says, that's the kind of heart that I'm building in you. That it's not complete yet. We live in this now and not yet. But remember from last week, we're people of the now. Not the not yet. We, we have it now. So we have the ability to walk in this love, this understanding, this purity, and so that's why he says, then we hold fast to the confession of the hope that we have. What is the hope? It's the hope that we can enter in and be in relationship with God. That's why it's so important for us at Fremantle Church that we say over and over and over, ad nauseum, ad nauseum, that we are a gathering of people who want to know and make known, experience and express the steadfast love of God and His pursuit to bring us into whole relationship with Himself, with ourselves, with all others, and the place that we live. Because that's what God has called us to. And not only that, He's given us confidence to step into it with Him. Let us hold fast to that hope. And why do we have this hope? Because it says this, He who promised is faithful. You see, our mind and our vision of God as someone who is distant or someone who's out to get us, we have to allow Holy Spirit to transform that, to know that God is actually the faithful one who continues to draw us to himself. He's the faithful one who continues to pursue us in his steadfast love. He's the faithful one who says, I have done it. I will do it again. I have you because you are my child and I love you. The good thing is he doesn't have it be just you and he. He says then, with that confidence, with his faithfulness, then because you are able to enter in where God is, you now consider, ponder, develop, Think through how you should stir one another on to love and good deeds. Not only that, don't forsake gathering together as some are neglecting. The beautiful thing about the internet and the age that we live in is that we've been able to gather together. We've still been able to see one another. We've been able to communicate through other social media. We, we've been able to be near one another. 
But how much better for us to be together today? In this place, this tangible place, even though we still might not be able to hug and touch. We're together. And by entering in, we are called what? We are called to encourage one another. To to move each other on. There's a couple of things I want to point out about that. First of all, to be moved towards love and to be moved towards encouraging one another to good deeds means this, first off. We all cannot be alike in our gathering. We all can't be alike in our gathering. We need people that are different than us, that look different, that act different, that believe different, that think different, that sing different, that smell different. We need folks that are different than us because that teaches us how much deeper our love can be through the love of Christ. If I have somebody, folks that are just like me, one, wow, that would be scary. But two, in all honesty, I love myself deeply. I think I'm pretty great. And if I just gather around people who think and act and sound like me, I become an echo chamber. It becomes just an echo chamber where all these things are saying, yes, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. And I forget that, no, it's not by listening to others agreeing with me that makes me right. It's the fact that Christ died on the cross that makes me righteous, which is so much better than being right. Right? So we have to have difference. We have to have people that are different than us together. And I would dare say we do a a decent job at that. We ask God to bring more different people. We're tired of all these Americans showing up. The second thing that it means for us is that we have to be outward looking. We have to be looking for the things that God has called us to do. Now, God calls us to do some things here, but He also calls us to do things outside of this building. We've learned that well, that we need to be engaged in our community, engaged with our neighbors, engaged at our schools. We need to be looking for the good things that are happening, and we need to encourage one another in those good things. You see, we believe that God, before the foundation of the world, knew exactly who you were in your particularness. And then he called you in your particularness to do things. At least that's what Ephesians chapter 2 tells us. That God, before the foundation of the world, set out things for you to accomplish, good things for you to do to bring glory to him. And we will think, well, those good things need to be about me. That's why we need each other to go, no, no, there's good things that will bring glory to God that you're equipped to do. Sometimes we think, I'm not equipped to do anything. I'm not that good at anything, and we have a low self-esteem. You need the, the body to come to you and say, no, you're loved and honored by God, and you've been created to do things for God and His kingdom. Sometimes you're big-headed like me, and you think, well, I can do all things. And somebody needs to come along and say, no, you can't. Stop. Because if you do all things, you're not doing the good things. Quantity doesn't always equal quality. And so we're called to be different. We're called to be outward looking. And we're called to meet together. To be together. Now some of you are here today. And I'm not naming names. 
And maybe your heart is like, whew, I'm glad we're finally back together. This is what I always do on Sunday. It's the thing that I do. And I've missed doing the thing that I do. I'm grateful that this is the thing that you do. But if it is only a thing that you do, it is not this. If it is only the thing that you do because it's the thing that you do, you're missing the glorious gift that God has given us in being His body. You're missing the fact that God has drawn us, this unique mob of misfits and ragamuffins, this this group of people who outside of these walls wouldn't probably communicate together, some of us. God has drawn us together in this place so that we will bring glory to Him and do the things that He's called us to do. So if it's just the thing that you do, I'm glad that you do the thing that you do. But I want you to hear Holy Spirit saying to you, it is more than that. Some of you think, that's the thing I don't have to do. Some of you think, that's that thing that I add on if I've got enough time. That if it fits into the schedule of the week, yes, because I like those people and it's good to be with them. If you're doing that, you're missing it. Now, let me be very clear. The Bible's not saying every Sunday you got to be there. That's, that's never in the Bible, okay? Pastor Lee's saying every Sunday you've got to be there. <laughs> I want you here because I want to see your face. I want you here because I want you to encourage me. I I want you here so that we can grow together as a body. I want you here so not because my words are great or the other words that get preached here are great, but so that we can be on the same page together. I I want you here and I want you to go, I want to get deeper with these people so that you'll go to a Bible study. I I want you here and I want you to say, I want to get deeper with these people so you go eat dinner with them. I want you to be here so you get deeper with these folks and you go camping together. Because here's the deal. Pain is going to come. Life is going to be hard. Things are going to happen that are going to wreck you. And you need people with confidence. Confidence who say, No matter how bad the storm is, God is faithful. And He always has been. And He always will be. And when you don't have faith, brother or sister, I will carry you in my faith. And God will bless that. He will pour into it. So don't get me wrong. If you're someone who comes because it's the thing you do and you're here every Sunday, God bless you. Please keep coming. Just let God build into that. And if you're someone who says that's just something I add on, let me just encourage you to think that it's not just something you add on. That it's important. That doesn't mean you have to be here every Sunday. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. But if it's just another thing that I can add on to my week, you're missing Let it be something that you think, how do I work the rest of my week around to have that be important to me? And so why? (laughs) Why? Why are we called to stir one another on to love and good works and to not neglect meeting together? It's because he says the day is coming. He says, do it even more now, encouraging one another even more now because you see the day drawing near. 
Well, what is that day? It's the day of the ultimate reckoning. And the beauty of the ultimate reckoning for those of us who are in Christ is this, that it is the day of glorious, not deliverance, of being made new. We don't get to leave this world. We get to see what God's going to do in the new heaven and the new earth, whatever that may be. And he's saying it's coming. Uh, Yep, pastor, that was, how many years ago was that written? Long time ago. I got it. But we should live every day as if tomorrow is the last. We should live every day knowing that this is the opportunity that I have to bring glory to God, to be with those who love God and love me and I love them. This is the day for me to, to, to say the hard thing. This is the day for me to be compassionate beyond my compassion. This is the day for me to love and encourage and press on. This is the day. Why hold back? This is the day. To fully engage completely in the life that God has given me for myself and for all those that he brings into my circle. And so, as we begin to move back to living with one another, we hear God say, I've given you confidence to enter in because of me. Let me pray. Father, you are good and holy and mighty and true. And we thank you for your love for us. We thank you that you have made a way through Christ. We thank you that you hold us in our despair. You dance with us in our celebration. And you've given others to do the same with us. Thank you for your body. Thank you for our brothers and sisters. Father, you know your number. Add to them daily. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.